Hey, hey, I hope wherever you are listening from today, no matter what day it is of the week, if you're listening on Friday when this podcast is released, if it's winter, if it's summer, no matter where you are in the world or what time of the day it is, I pray that you've had a blessed week so far. I hope that the week ahead will be a blessed one for you. And if it's not been such a blessed week or if you made some mistakes at work or whatever happened, just remember to reflect and try again next week. Now in today's episode, I'll be chatting with you about boundaries, balance and self-care. Bob Moses said, if you don't take care of yourself, you are teaching others that they don't need to take care of themselves. Remember, leaders lead by example and so often we give more than what we should because that's our nature as leaders. So setting boundaries to ensure balance and self-care for you needs to occur. You need to put those steps or structures in place to help and support you. Right, let's do it. As Christian women in leadership, we often find ourselves struggling with the balance between implementing faith-based leadership principles and the worldly perspectives of our colleagues and team members. You once felt passionate about leadership, but have often come up against people with fixed mindsets who are unwilling to change. You feel like giving up and stepping out of your leadership role because is it really worth it? Friend, you're in the right place. Here we're not only going to talk about the challenges, we're going to tackle them head on with a faith-based approach that's both practical and empowering. So, if you're ready to transform your leadership journey, to set boundaries that make a real impact, and to create a workplace culture where both you and your team can thrive, then join me in uncovering the strategies, wisdom, and godly guidance that will lead you to success. I'm Rekha Whelan, and welcome to the Woman of Faith in Leadership podcast. Together, we're going to navigate leadership with faith as our foundation. Let's get started. Grab your coffee or water, keep that notebook and pen handy, and let's jumpstart your leadership. Okay, it's review time. Drum roll. Okay, (laughs) I am reading a review from Vertical Ambassador and it reads, As a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast resonates with me. I appreciate the honest feedback and the biblical perspective of what it takes to be a kingdom leader in today's world. Thank you so much. Blessings, XO. Thank you, Vertical Ambassador, for your review. I really appreciate that. And may God bless you. As early as 10 years ago, perhaps even five years ago, the notion of self-care nearly didn't even exist. There was not such a such a thing or awareness surrounding mental health. It was definitely there, but the awareness thereof was not as prevalent as what it is now. And lucky for us, things have changed. Two and a half years into my journey as a leader, where I was leading anywhere between 50 to 40 to 50 people at any given point in time, I burned out. Now, I had lead teams before, I'd been in leadership roles before, but this was my first ever position where I was at the helm of my whole department. I had 40 to 50 people that I had to, to manage. That was the biggest department and the most people that I ever had to manage. Being the fact that it was my first role as well, I wanted to do it well. But two and a half years in, I burned out. Really? Two and a half years? 
Yes, really. And I'll share more about this in a minute. But shortly after I returned from my burnout leave, I had a new employee who was given a, who was giving me or you know me a bit of a hard time, and it was just not um, they were just not following policies and procedures. And I was always very open with my employees and about my staff about my journey because I wanted I didn't want them to follow suit. I knew that they were not in a similar leadership position and that they didn't have this, the same pressures as what I did in my role. However, remember, doesn't really matter about me or my role. It's about the boundaries or the lack thereof, and then the balance or the lack thereof, and then well, how I looked after me, again, or the lack of how I didn't look after myself. So I was always very open with my staff about that because I didn't want them to suffer. Now, this employee, however, was much older than me and openly criticized me to my face about burning out and, and basically said, how is that even possible? I was flabbergasted, to say the least, and felt as if I needed to defend myself. Of course I did. And I did to some extent, but I realized quite quickly that it was a losing battle and it was really not worth my time. I realized in that moment how generations differ and that as someone who was much older than myself, this person would have grown up in a different time where mental health and resilience and burning out and those sort of things were not talked about. So hearing someone 20 years your junior burn out after two and a half years of being in a leadership role, potentially to that person sounded ludicrous. So I get it. I understand. We always, and I'm always an advocate for understanding our generational differences. But I really felt resentment towards this employee because clearly they just did not know all the hours and after hours, hours <laughs> that I had put in to make sure that everything was running smoothly, not only for them, but for everyone else. So of course, I was a little bit cross. I felt resentment and yeah, it wasn't a fun time, but okay. I just had to put it aside and just make, and just thought, no, I, this is not worth my time. What was meant to be a 38 hour a week full-time job turned into a 70 hour a week job. And why? Because I lost all control of boundaries and these were, there was absolutely no balance and zilch, nada, zero self-care. And who suffered as a result of that? My children, my husband, my household, my physical and mental health, and the list goes on. It was totally abnormal. So yes, I burned out fairly quickly within two and a half years, and so I needed to take a break. I knew I needed to take a break because things were just going spiraling backwards and downwards and you know I was making I was making mistakes but I think I knew I needed to take a break because I just didn't feel like myself and I could feel that something was wrong I couldn't really pinpoint it at that time so I thought okay maybe one week max you know I'll be fine again and I went to go and speak to my line manager I had a bit of a cry I was feeling extra emotional and tired and my line manager basically said to me that I needed to take a minimum of three weeks to basically recover from burnout and that nobody recovers from burnout in one week. And that if I needed more than three weeks, she would grant it to me instantly. I could just send her an email and she would grant the request. But I was frustrated. Three weeks? My goodness, who needs three weeks to have a break? That is too much. And at that point in time, I also felt as if the whole department was going to fall flat on its head because 
what would they do without me? It's that little bit of micromanagement, you know, type where you just need to feel and do everything because it's a way to have control. Okay. So I went to my GP. She concurred three weeks minimum and said to me after in the third week, I need to let her know if I needed a fourth or even a fifth week. And she, I could just call her up and she would sign that medical note for me because I needed to get a medical note for work anyway but she said she would extend that in a heartbeat okay so I kind of didn't understand what everybody's fuss was all about I mean I knew I was tired I knew I was exhausted and I was making some mistakes but I didn't understand what all the fuss was about I'll be honest like I I can't lie and say I, I I thought it was a great idea but clearly I still wasn't getting it right Okay, you guys are probably listening, or gals are probably listening to this podcast and thinking, wow, she just does not get it. And I didn't. So during that three weeks, my husband was actually had some time off work as well. The three weeks that I took was at the same time as him because he had already had leave booked in. Now, we obviously didn't go anywhere during those three weeks. We just spent time at home because I needed to relax. Now, to appease my husband, I deleted all my work apps off my phone and we put my laptop away so that I couldn't just grab it and just go on and check what was going on. Again, you know, it's that letting go of control, not being in control all the time. And with an agreement, I checked up on my assistant manager at that point in time, halfway through the three weeks, just to double check and so that I could just feel a little bit better as well, that everything's going fine. You know, I don't need to worry. Okay. And I, and I say, also just wanted to check up on her, whether she was doing okay, because I know it's a very stressful role. So after the three weeks, I was fine. I didn't request an extension and I did really well actually for the first year during those three weeks. I did actually make a point of learning more about burnout and how the recovery of burnout and best ways to not burn out again. So I actually did by the end of the three weeks decided, okay, you know, this was actually pretty good, um, but how am I going to make sure that it doesn't come to this point again? And I would say that the level of burnout that I felt that two and a half years in on a scale of one to 10 was about a five. That's what I would say. At that time, you know, there were still certain things that I could do. Mentally, I was I was fine. I didn't need to go for any counseling, but I, I was quite keen to get back to work. I'll, again, I won't lie about that. So the first year I did well, I learned to not multitask. And not to, I, and I committed to not doing so many hours and spending all that time away from my family. And that if I was at home, that I would be spending time with my family instead of on my computer. However, I clearly had a bit of an addiction. That is, you know, definitely not, again, something I can't beat around the bush with. But you guessed it, it didn't take very long and I was back exactly where I started. 70 hours a week, burning the candle at both ends of the stick and just pushing and pushing and pushing myself. Some nights getting as little as three hours of sleep. I always had a rule, I would not work past midnight, but even that rule flew out the window. I knew that this had to stop as things were spiraling backwards very quickly. And the reason I knew that was because I I started making huge mistakes. So where I was making little mistakes two and a half years ago, so I remember I was at this workplace for five years, where I was making little mistakes before, I was now making huge mistakes. 
avoidable mistakes, mistakes that affected my team members, my colleagues, and even our clients. And then one day in September 2022, I prioritized my work above my family once again. And that is the day that the popo hit the fan. It all went pear-shaped on that day. And that is the day I knew that this could no longer continue like that. I actually didn't even make it into work that day because I just solidly cried my eyes out that whole day. I sat my husband down in the afternoon when he came home and I said, today's the day, things have got to change. And believe me, he nearly fell backwards and said, hallelujah, you finally get it. I've been nagging you for five years to stop this ludicrousy. <laughs> but I couldn't quit my job immediately because, you know, we couldn't afford for me to quit my job immediately. So I actually worked for another six months so that we could save up and make all the necessary arrangements that I needed to make. And also during that time, I overworked myself again during those six months because I was now handing the baton over to somebody else. So I needed to offload everything that was in my head into a handbook for the next person coming in. So it was tedious those six months. And I, again, I was burning the candle at both ends of the sticks, but at, of the stick. But this time I knew it was different because I knew that there was an end to this and I was working for an end goal. Okay. But after I left, we actually went on a three-week holiday and we went to go and see our family. And then when we returned, I immediately jumped into creating my own business because I needed to replace my income, of course, you know. But I didn't even give thought to the fact that I might need to actually take a proper break because who rests on a holiday when they've got three kids, right? So I went into full swing and all of a sudden I could no longer do the hours I was used to. Seriously, have I learned nothing? I was tired. I was exhausted. I became sick time after time after time and I felt so fed up. I spent weeks on end in bed and bashing myself for not working and growing my business. But I didn't realize how burnt I was, burnt out I was. So my body was telling me. It's time to stop now. And do you know what's the best of all of this? Like of, of my whole story. Do you know what's the best of all of this? Where is my statue? The statue erected in my honor for burning myself out twice. It's nowhere. Why? Because no one cared that I worked that many hours. Because no one was expecting it of me. No one was cracking a whip and said I had to work that many hours. It was just me and my over-the-top, too-committed work ethic that shot myself in the foot. Okay. Guys, as you can hear, I cannot believe that I'm even just telling this openly on air because I feel so frustrated with myself that it had to come to a point where my body had to shut down to tell me why are you not listening to me? Why are you not listening to the fact that this is enough? You cannot do this anymore. Okay. So, what, I, what did I have to go and do after that? Well, I had to go and reflect. I had to go and think to myself, okay, clearly I'm not capable anymore of doing the amount of hours I used to do. 70 hours a week, forget it. 38 hours a week, forget it. Okay, forget it. 
So I had to realistically go and think, okay, well, I'm working from home now. And this is something that you can do for your circumstances. I mean, not a lot of you are working from home, but do it for your circumstances and for your working environment. So I had to go and think to myself, okay, how many hours of the week am I legit available to work? Not the hours before my kids wake up, not the hours after my kids go to bed, okay? Because this is where I burnt myself out. I was doing all sorts of hours that I shouldn't have been doing. And fine, you know, people who work part-time jobs or mums that actually work from home, that homeschool their children, might work in at night. So a good example of this is when I just came off maternity leave, I had my baby and I had a toddler in the house and another one. So this was actually when I had my third baby. I wasn't working the whole day long because I had a toddler and my newborn and then my eldest was going to primary school. When they went to bed, I used to work from eight to midnight. So eight o'clock at night to midnight, those four hours, I was marking assessments and then I would go to bed. So then I would go and sleep midnight to six o'clock. I would get back up again and the day would start. That was okay for that period of time. Why? Because I also wasn't working a full-time job in the day. That was my only four working hours in the day was between eight and 12. Okay. So that was fine. That's a different story altogether. But what I was doing is I was getting up four o'clock in the morning, right, to work. Then I would get my kids ready for school. Then I would go and work. My husband would pick up the kids or they would go to before school or actually before or after school care. Then I would work full time at work. Then I would come home. Then I would work some more until one o'clock in the morning, go to bed, have three hours sleep and just do it all over again the next day. So... I really had to go and sit and think to myself, well, that's not possible anymore. I simply do not have the energy. My body did not have the energy. Like I was trying BioPlus. I was trying everything you possibly could to give me more energy. My body was not having it. It was like, no, sorry for you. (laughs) So I just had to go and think, okay, right, this is it. Can't do this. It's not going to work. What hours can I work? Okay, well, I can work the five hours, legit, the five hours that my children are at school every single day. Those are the hours I could work. Great, that equates to 25 hours a week. It's not exactly what I'm used to, but I've just got to make it work because that is the only time I have to work. And so basically what I had to do is I had to learn to manage my time. And that is point number one that I want to make, okay, of what are the things that over the last five years of not setting boundaries, not balancing my personal life with my professional life, and if I had to do it all over again, what would I do differently advice? These are the five things, okay? So you want to get a notebook and pen handy, please learn this from me and do not make Sorry, there's actually six things, not five things. I th- There was originally five things, but I added a sixth one as I was um, going through my script again before I started recording because I like to make sure that just in case I go and I digress, that I can stick to point. But then I realized, oh, wait a minute, there's another six that I want to add there as well. Okay, so grab a notebook and pen. Feel free to pause me or actually just get your phone um, on your notes 
whether you've got an Apple device or a Samsung device, Android or whichever device you have, just get your notes out and you can make this note. Please don't leave it to do. Don't think you're going to do it later because there's never a later. There's absolutely never a later. And I would hate for you to make the same mistakes that what I did and then also burn out twice in five years and then come to a point where your body shuts itself down to prove a point to you that it needs to take a break and rest. I don't want that for you. So please, take my take these tips. I have really reflected on these ones because I want to share with all of you so that you do not make the same mistake as what I did. That is what is this calling on my life. That's why I have this podcast so that I can share all the mistakes that I made so that you don't have to. Yes, we have to learn from our mistakes. That's fine. But if we can learn from other people's mistakes, even better. Okay, right. Number one, time management. Okay. You must learn to manage the time that you have. Go and write down what are the actual hours in the day that you have to work. Go and write it down. Then make sure that you allocate specific time for self-care activities. Okay, that's not always realistic in work time. So you are going to want to make sure that you allocate time on a Saturday morning or on a Sunday morning when you go to church or a Sunday afternoon. You might want to go and take a walk on the beach or anything like that. Okay, that is for that part. But during your for self-care at work, okay, you need to make sure that you are scheduling regular breaks, okay, and Maybe put a timer on your phone so that every 15 to 20 minutes, even 30 minutes, maximum one hour, you are getting up and stretching your legs. Maybe take a turn around your office and just sit back down again, okay? But do not sit at your desk for so long that after a period of time, you feel that your legs have become numb because that cuts off your circulation. Cutting off your circulation is not good for your body. So you need to get up regularly, take breaks regularly, and just literally get up. Take a turn around your office, walk around, think about pride and prejudice. You're walking a turn around the room and then sit back down again. Okay. Is it pride and prejudice or is that another movie that I'm thinking of? I love that movie, by the way. I think it's definitely that movie. But um, yeah, then just take a turn around your room and sit back down again, but do something during the day to manage your time. And please don't laugh at these suggestions that I'm making. Don't think that it's not possible because it is possible. I know people who make it possible and it's all about mindset. If you think that it's impossible, it is impossible. But if you think it's possible, guess what? It is possible. Okay. Number two. So number one was time management. Number two, learn to say no. This I cannot stress enough. Learn to say no. I have talked about this many times on the podcast before. You need to know that you cannot take on board every single thing, okay? If it's hard for you to say no, then I would suggest a book called The Art of Saying No, I think is the book's name. I'll pop a link in the description just for, so you can make sure, but you so that I can make sure that you get the right resource. But please, you need to learn to say no because you cannot take everything on board. More often than not, especially if you're a servant leader, you want to please people because you want to serve them. But serving people does not mean letting them walk all over you and just doing them what they want. Okay? Learning to say no is necessary for you to protect your personal time 
and to protect the hours at work that you have. Yes, if it's a line manager and it's an urgent project that you need to get done, then sometimes, yes, we do have to sacrifice a bit of self-personal time. But then you need to go and speak to your partner about it and you need to say that there is this thing that's coming up at work or it's a busy period, it's the end of financial year, it's X, Y, and Z, whatever that might be. It's going to be a busy period. I'm going to be a little bit less available, but after the month, it's over and I'll be available again. Look, every every single environment, every single industry has their busy periods. And especially if you're in the financial environment, end of financial year, no matter what time of the year that is, is going to be a busy one. Okay. So then number three is delegate responsibilities. Okay. So in the first instance, you've now put your time schedule in place. Okay. Number two, you're now learning to say no and you're starting to delegate. Okay. I've talked about delegation before. If there's things in your calendar or things that you do that you do not need to do, number one, or number two, that you know someone else is actually good at, much better than you. It'll take them 15 minutes where it takes you one hour. Or number three, the, there's another person who actually likes doing it and you absolutely hate doing it. Then those three reasons are exactly the three reasons why you should delegate. Please do yourself a favor and delegate anything that you do not need to do, that you do not want to necessarily do. I know sometimes we we have to do things in our job roles. Hey, We can't always delegate all those things that we don't want to. But if there's actually somebody else who wants to do that, then let them do it. Okay. Or if there's things that somebody else are better at than you, again, let them do it. Okay. Unless, again, let let me say this again, unless it is part of your job role and your line manager is expecting you to do it, then you can't delegate it. Okay. Number four, establish technology boundaries. Okay, the internet of things, right? Mobile phones, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all these things, our lap, bringing our laptops to work or bringing our laptops from work home. All these little things, all the thousand, the 500 or five or 10 work apps, Slack, Microsoft Teams, all these ways that you can keep connected with everyone. Trello boards. I mean, monday.com. There's so many ways that we have integrated technology into our lives that we nearly cannot function without it. I call, I catch myself even to this date, and it's, it's absolutely habitual, and I'm trying to learn it off. But if I'm just walking from one side of the room, uh, one side of the house to the other side of the house, I have to have my phone in my hand looking at something because it's just so boring walking from the one side of the house to the other side of the house. I mean, come on. I am just having a dig at myself now because that is the worst habit ever. And I am working extremely hard on that. And it's again, it's uh, uh, that is a boundary that, and I'm open and honest with you, with you, with you all listening to this podcast because why would I be anything else? That is something that I am struggling with, okay? Because now I've got my own business, so I'm checking, you know, have people responded to my emails? Have that person who I've been who I was speaking to, have they booked their call? Have they booked their coaching session yet? Have they done the homework from the coaching session? Or now they've sent it to me. Now I have to look at it. So, you know, it's this constant push and pull because you want to be there for the people you're coaching. You want to be there for the people who is just thinking about coming on board with you because you want them to jump on board with you. But, you know, I'm also, but 
when I'm doing that, okay, it's in the time that I should be spending time with my kids. So I am working extremely hard and you guys are going to keep me accountable for this. But when I'm putting my kids to bed, my phone is away. I'm putting it in my bedroom and I've, I've done that successfully now for a couple of nights in a row, which is good because creating new habits can take up to three, four, five weeks even. So yes, we're all here to support each other. Okay. Then put, so number four is establish technology boundaries, okay? Five, regular reflection, okay? Leaders can really benefit, any leader can benefit from periodic reflection on self-care routines. And, you know, often we think to ourselves, when are we meant to do all of this self-reflection? You know, when are we just meant to sit and and journal about whether things are in balance or not. Well, I can tell you now that the, the the greatest leaders in the world take a whole week at the end of the year to reflect on their whole calendar, to see what, what did they spend most of their time on in the year and what are they not going to waste their time on next year. They spend further time to just look at how was their self-care routines, that they spend enough time with their family. They literally dissect their calendars to see where did they spend most of their time. And yes, they've got help from a executive assistant or a virtual assistant for that matter. But it starts with us. We need to start dedicating enough time to recharge. We need to start dedicating enough time to reflect on how did we spend our week. We need to dedicate time for all the self-care that we've neglected, okay? Guess what? I've got two spa vouchers sitting in my dresser and I haven't booked it in yet. Both were gifts from when I left my previous job. How ridiculous is that? It's been six months and I've not booked in those spa. Though both, there's two sitting right there and I haven't used it because I haven't had the time. I have no, I actually have had the time, by the way. I have not made the time to just sit and log onto the spa's website and to book my appointment and get it over and done with. Because why? Because I'm full of excuses. I don't have the time. So if you are full of excuses that you don't have the time for self-reflection, you don't have a time for, time for self-care routines, I would like to challenge you on that. But a friendly challenge, of course. I want you to come back to the podcast and listen to some more. <laughs> but the thing is, my podcast should be challenging to you. It should be one where you know that you are going to walk away with a lot of nuggets of gold and that I'm not just going to leave you the way you are because I've got a calling on my life to serve you, women of faith in leadership. Okay. And then the last one, which is the last, which is that extra one I added afterwards, which is something fun. Do something that you enjoy. Not your children or your husband, like going to the zoo. That is not for you. Okay. It needs to be something that you enjoy. Take a walk at the beach, take a hike, journal, read your Bible, spend time with the Lord, read a book, but please just unwind regularly and detach yourself from technology during this time. Do you know what I started doing? Number one, I started getting up an hour earlier every single morning so I could read my Bible and pray. And now instead of being on my phone before I go to bed, I can happily say this, woohoo, I've started reading a book. And I'm very happy with that because that is two things that I'm already doing differently that I wasn't doing before and it's things for me. Okay, we need to be selfish sometimes. 
the word selfish has such a negative connotation to it, but it is okay to be selfish with your time. It's okay to put boundaries in place so that you can have balance between your professional and your personal lives. And it is okay to be selfish regarding self-care. Okay, just going to quickly recap those six. One, time management. Two, learn to say no. Three, delegate responsibilities. Four, establish technology or technological boundaries. Five, regular reflection. And six, something fun. Okay. Now, a little while ago, I created a free self-care journal and workbook. Okay. It wasn't for women of faith in leadership. It wasn't necessarily for leaders, but it was something I created a little while ago. It was a way to to exchange email addresses for somebody downloading. It's what's called the lead magnet. So people could download the workbook in exchange for their email address so that I could collect email addresses, okay? But in the meantime, I realized, again, that, that that was a little bit selfish. You know, I wanted people to be able to just download it without the exchange or, you know, people, it's great to give your email address up, but I didn't want that to be the main factor. Okay. So I have changed the workbook slightly, and the intention of the workbook is now a little bit different as well. However, for you to be able to download it, it's a bit of a catch-22 situation. For you to be able to download it, you do need to give me your email address. (laughs) Because the way my website is set up, for you to be able to download it, I need your email address. Okay, so in that sense, I'm, I'm just being honest with you in that. Yes, I will be collecting your email so that I can send you some emails later on. But for those who have already given me, given me their email address and have signed up to my newsletters, know that I don't spam you. I have got no interest in spamming you. I've got no interest in sending you three emails a day. I've got no interest in sending you nonsense. Why? Because I don't have the time. Okay. If I am going to communicate with you, it's going to be because I want to add value to you. And it's because I want to send you a freebie or because I want to let you know that I've got a new online course coming up or, or you know, an event, a live event or something like that. I, I, I just really do not have the time. I, I just told you guys, I've got 24 ladies. I've got 25 hours in my week that I need to make things happen. And a good amount of that time is spending with you guys. And that is recording the podcast, uploading the podcast, being in the Facebook community, and just doing those things and coaching, coaching my clients and being there for them. And then outside of the 25 hours, being there for my family. That is most important. Okay. So last couple of reminders before I end this episode is please leave a review. I would highly regard it if you could leave me a review and join the Facebook group. I've still got a very tiny Facebook group, um, under 10 members. So I would really appreciate it. I know I've got about 40 regular listeners on the podcast. And then there's another couple of people that come in and out throughout the podcast, um, as they're still finding the podcast. So the podcast is still very new. We only, I mean, we only launched last month in September, 2023, depending on when you're listening to this. And then lastly, vote for my podcast in the upcoming Australian Podcast Awards, which closes next month in November, 11th of November, I believe it is. So I will pop the link for the podcast for the awards plus the Facebook group and everything down below. But alternatively, you can just go to womenoffaithinleadership.com. 
and all the information that you'll ever need is there. Okay, now I'm very excited because I am also launching a new website. So womenoffaithinleadership.com is getting a bit of a revamp, but then my business, which is the coaching side of things, that is called the Workplace Culture Hub. I'm also launching a brand new website with that. So I'm very excited to launch that very soon. And through the Workplace Culture Hub, you'll be able to do all my online courses and upcoming, there's some upcoming courses that I'm very excited to launch soon. And then, and they'll, they'll all be self-paced. And then I'm going to do some live events through that, through the platform that I'm using as well. Not there yet, but I'm just working and figuring it all out in my 25 hours a week. <laughs> okay, everyone, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope that this podcast was extremely valuable to you. So much so that you'll jump on and please leave a review. That would be amazing to me. Okay, bye. so much for listening if this podcast blessed you in some way the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a review your feedback means the world to me and lights me up every single time when i read it and it makes me want to keep going so please leave a review and your review will also help other christian women in leadership find the answers they are looking for so whether you're on spotify or apple Podcasts, scroll down to the review section and leave that review Then head over to womenoffaithinleadership.com and join our free Facebook community and I look forward to engaging with you there.